It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, Locked On Dolphins. Today on the show, a look back at the last decade of Miami Dolphins football and my favorite games across that stretch. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, your host here on Locked On Dolphins, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, director of scouting at thedraftnetwork.com, and your host here on the show. It's off-season content time, which means we're going to be focused on some more macro, big-picture fanhood items throughout, intermittently throughout the course of the next month until training camp opens. Uh, Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Blue Nile. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. Locked on Dolphins listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement jewelry. Use code LOCKEDON at checkout. And I want to thank you guys for making Locked on Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. Today, I set out across the last decade of Miami Dolphins football. 2012 through 2021, with the point being to identify my favorite games across that stretch of time, my favorite Dolphins games, and there was only one prerequisite. You had to win the game. I'm sorry, ain't no favorite games on this list that ended with the Dolphins L. So that made it pretty straightforward from my perspective Okay, what are my favorite Dolphins wins across this stretch of time? So with that in mind, I would love to, to dive right into the list that I have. I have 15 games down, and my short list originally finished with 18, uh, which is an average of almost two per season. Not a math guy, but I can do that one relatively easy. Uh, but I lopped three off uh, and, and whittled this list down, and I think it's really interesting to see what the uh, the distribution of wins looks like uh so this 10-year span for the dolphins stretches from 2012 to 2021 in 2012 uh, the miami dolphins head coach at the time was none other than mr queasy joe philbin the dolphins finished seven and nine averaged 18 points per game uh, 27th scoring offense in football but seventh scoring defense in football and here's what i will tell you uh there is not a single game on this list that made my list of the favorite Dolphins games of the last 10 years. Uh, The most notable win would probably be you beat Russell or you beat the Seahawks 24, 21 at home, 435 yards of offense. Um, This was the year Ryan Tannehill seven and nine is the starter rookie starting quarterback. Uh, yeah, but I'll go ahead and I'm going to pass over 2012 relatively quickly. 2013 is a busy year. I got three wins out of this schedule. The Dolphins finished eight and eight. And you might say, well, it's a non-losing season in the grand lexicon of things. 
that the Dolphins have accomplished, that's a pretty good showing, right? Well, not necessarily. Because the Dolphins started the year 3-0, uh, proceeded to fall apart, fall to 5-6. and six, So they went 2-6 and six in the middle of the season. Uh, but then won three in a row to get back to eight and six before losing their final two in very Miami Dolphins fashion. But there were some memorable wins on this slate of games, including Thursday night football, Halloween, walk-off, sack, safety, Cam Wake. This is the number one game on the list. Now, these are not ranked in the order in which I prefer them. It's just chronologically how we're going to walk through them. You can order these in any order that you'd like. And if you disagree with my list, we'd love to hear what you, what games you feel like I left off when we get to the end of the road. Uh, but the 22 to 20 overtime win with the safety against the Bengals absolutely had to be on this list for that moment by itself, uh, which if my memory serves me correctly, was the first time in NFL history, a game had ended on a safety. Uh, the two other games were the games that pushed the Dolphins from six and six to eight and six. Uh, so two December wins for the Dolphins. They played at Pittsburgh and won 34 to 28. And if you remember, this was the game that the Dolphins were up 34 to 28, and Pittsburgh, in their last gasp effort, had the crazy lateral play where Antonio Brown scored, but upon further review, he stepped out at like the nine-yard line going in, and the Dolphins escaped with this miraculous win. Now, it wasn't good for my heart at the time, and I remember I, I jumped off the couch and ran out the front door in that game, and my dog got all excited and, and chased me uh, and then proceeded to just continue to jet right down the road. So I just spent like the next 30 minutes after the game trying to collect my dog who had ran out into the neighborhood and was like out in the cornfields and stuff like that. So uh, th there's some fond personal memories that come along with that game specifically. But obviously you're six and six. Your season you felt like completely slipped away. You got three divisional games left on the slate. You beat the Pittsburgh Steelers, which is always a big deal because of the, the heritage of, of that football program and how consistently good they've been for so long. That one stuck with me. Uh, and then the following week, you beat the Patriots 24-20 to on a Ryan Tannehill touchdown pass to Marcus Thigpen in the final minute and a half of the game to take a 24-20 to lead. So those two games in that season to close the year, plus the Cincinnati game midseason, were three really memorable games for me, and I was at the time, what, that's 2013, I was... 24 years old at the time. Um, so really had been a Dolphins fan for a long time, but that was really kind of the golden era for me as a remote Dolphins fan who did not live locally to start to be able to partake in the team more consistently, whether it was online opportunities, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, or uh, direct TV, Sunday ticket, or whether or not they, they were regionally on. Like I lived up in Pennsylvania at the time and uh, Pittsburgh, because they played the Steelers, that game was actually on TV. And then the Thursday game was a primetime game. So for being a, a remote fan of a team that was never on TV, 
this year really stuck with me because it was kind of that era where you started to be able to consistently watch the game in real time more often. So I, I think that's probably why I associate that stretch of time uh, so fondly uh, with the most recent 10-year snapshot of, of me being a Dolphins fan. Uh, the following year, 2005, or 2014, excuse me, there was one game on this list that made the cut, and it is none other than another late-season December win, this one at home against the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, the Dolphins won this game on a blocked punt out of the back of the end zone in the final minute or two of action and uh, won the game 37-35. to 35. That kind of fashion is hard to forget, right? Um, for them to win in that kind of way, especially in such close proximity to another game-winning safety the year before with the wake walk-off. Um, that game was a really fun game. And obviously there's, what, not a math guy, 72 points scored in that game. It's a lot of points scored. It was a very entertaining game. Uh, so I'll go ahead and give give the nod to the fourth game on this list, being that Minnesota Viking win from 2014 to put the Dolphins at eight and seven, only for them to uh, give up 500 yards of offense and lose at home to the Jets in week 17 to end their season eight and eight under Joe Philbin yet again. Now, week two or 2015, there is one game on this list. This was the year, if you remember correctly, that Joe Philbin was brought back in kind of a lame duck situation, and he was fired after the first four games. The Dolphins started the year one and three. They beat Washington, and then they lost to Jacksonville, Buffalo, and the Jets in succession. And the offense was sputtering. They were struggling with, with turnovers. The defense was performing horrendously. They were averaging over 400 yards of, of offense allowed to other teams. So you go into a week five bye week, you fire him, you hire Dan Campbell. And like, yeah, the Titans game and the Texans game were really fun because you scored 82 points. You outscored the Texans and the Titans 82 to 36 in those two games and had 937 yards of offense. Like, that's great. But the game that stuck with me, and the Dolphins finished this year 6-10. and 10, The game that stuck with me was the Philadelphia Eagles game in Philadelphia. And the reason why this is on my personal list of favorite Dolphins games of the last 10 years is because I was at the game wearing a white Cam Wake Dolphins jersey. And you guys know the rep for Philly fans. And um, I've been to professional sporting games, whether it's baseball or basketball, and rooting for the home team. And I, yeah, it's, if you're a part of that environment, it's, it's uppity and it's rowdy and and I didn't really fully appreciate the stigma of Philly fans until I, as a Dolphins fan, a Dolphins fan of all teams, like I'm not a Cowboys fan, I'm not a Giants fan, I'm not a Commanders fan. I'm not some team that's ever going to be a problem for you other than once every four years when you play the offseason or you play the non-conference schedule, right? I'm a Dolphins fan walking into this game, and the Eagles are up 16-3 to in the first quarter. And I'm getting condiments thrown on ketchup, mustard, white cam wake jersey, and I'm stewing. And I wanted to leave, but uh, my girlfriend at the time, now my wife, had gotten me these tickets along with my mom as a early Christmas present. 
you can't leave the game. Well, lo and behold, they came back and they won the game 20 to 19. Uh, there was a cameo from Mark Sanchez. Uh, the Dolphins stormed back, made it 16 to, to 13 at halftime. Jarvis Landry with the deflection touchdown. Uh, the first play of the fourth quarter was a ball that was batted straight up in the air, and Jarvis high points it and catches it for a touchdown to give him the lead. Um, and the Dolphins hold on and end up winning that game uh, by one point, despite the fact that they were grossly outplayed. Um, outgained 436 yards to 289 yards, lost the time of possession. Uh, they gave up significantly more third down conversions. Miami was five of 15 for on third down. Miami was more penalized than the Eagles were. And yet they still somehow managed in large part because they knocked Sam Bradford out of the game and Mark Sanchez had to come in. Um, they held on to win this football game or came back. I should say from a 16 to three first quarter deficit to win the football game. And me, in my white Cam Wake jersey, smattered in ketchup and mustard. Happy trails to all the Eagles fans. Bid farewell, waved them all goodbye. Was the last? I think it was the last guy in the section um, at the end of the game. So that one stuck with me for kind of the the pettiness that's involved. But we so you've gone through 12, 13, 14, and fifteen. You've gone through four years now, uh, and what you have to show for it is one, two, three, four, five out of fifteen wins. So we're almost halfway through, and we still have ten of the wins remaining uh, so that that's um kind of some foreshadowing for what's coming up uh in the more recent years and, and how some of those games are a little bit more fun but uh before we get there i want to tell you about our friends over at rockauto.com rockauto.com it's a family business who's been providing auto parts customers with high quality service online for the last 20 years so whether you're shopping for engine control modules brake parts taillights motor oil or even new carpet for your classic or your daily driver RockAuto.com has everything you need in one easy-to-navigate catalog, and in just a few clicks, you can get everything delivered directly to your front door. Best of all, price is the same at RockAuto.com for both professionals and do-it-yourselfers, so why would you shop anywhere else and spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So visit RockAuto.com for all your auto parts needs and right locked on in their How Do You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at RockAuto.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 2016, year one of Adam Gase. The Dolphins finished 10-6, and six, made the playoffs for the most recent time. They lost to the Steelers 30-12, to 12, that game not on this list. But there are two games on this list. Week 10, the Dolphins had started year one and four had climbed back to four and four with a three-game win streak with wins over the Pittsburgh Steelers, Buffalo Bills, and New York Jets. And they ran wild in all three of those games. They had over 600 yards rushing in those three games combined. Uh, did not turn the ball over at all in that stretch. So you've climbed back from hell, one and four to four and four. 
and you go to San Diego to play the Chargers. I don't know if you guys remember this game or not, uh, but this was the game that the Dolphins won 31-24 to to move to 5-4, and four, courtesy of 10 points in the final three minutes of the game. Andrew Franks kicked a 27-yard field goal to tie the game. And then Kiko Alonso, with one minute left in the game, had a 60-yard pick six of Phillip Rivers to win the football game. And again, not math, guys, but 60 yards from the line of scrimmage. The Chargers were in position to win the game in the final minute. And it's that swing of emotion that came with that that made it such a, an impactful game for me for the Dolphins to uh, bounce back against all odds. You lost or you won the turnover battle four to one. You were penalized 11 times for 81 yards. And Kiko Alonso comes through with probably his signature play as a Miami Dolphin as far as good plays and good performance on the field and gets you to five and four. You proceed to win your next two. You stay out West. You play the Los Angeles Rams. You win 14 to 10 on a late touchdown pass to Devonte Parker from Tannehill in the end zone in the rain. Uh, in the, the last moments of the game, you had 240 yards of offense. So that was a defensive struggle. Uh, and then you beat San Francisco. You get shellacked by Baltimore because of course, why would you not? You will almost always do more on Baltimore in a little bit here on favorite Dolphins wins the last 10 years. Uh, and then you beat Arizona 26 to 23. Ryan Tannehill gets injured. Matt Moore comes in, goes hog wild against the Jets. You're at nine and five. And now we get to the favorite win, the second favorite win of the 2016 season, the playoff campaign. And that was the overtime win against the Buffalo Bills, 34 to 31. Jay Ajayi ripping off that big run in overtime to position the Dolphins to kick the extra point. I will never forget. It was New Year's Eve, and I had my phone, right? And I was not I was not able to watch the game because we went to a Christmas Eve service and then went to my girlfriend, now wife's uh, extended family's house for a Christmas party. And I see the the ebbs and flows of the game, right? So I'm living vicariously through the push notifications and updates on my phone. Uh, the Dolphins, you know, they are up in this game 28 to 14 with three minutes left in the fourth quarter. And here come the Bills. And they score a touchdown. And then they kick a field goal. And then they score another touchdown with a minute and 20 seconds left. So the Dolphins in 16 minutes went from up 14 to down three. And it's super demoralizing. You say, oh boy, here we go again. They're going to mess it up. We're going to miss the playoffs. And the playoff drought is going to continue. Well, Andrew Frank's 55-yard field goal in overtime. And then or to, to send you to overtime. And then Frank's kicks a 27-yard field goal after that big run by Jay Ajayi, who had 32 carries for 206 yards. I don't think we honor that Jay Ajayi campaign enough. I know Dolphins fans appreciate the effort he put forward, but the Dolphins don't make the playoffs without Jay Ajayi that year. And 32 for 206, a lot of that coming on a 57-yard run 
in overtime to put you in position to kick the game-winning field goal and lock you in at 10 wins. Greatest Christmas gift I got that year was that Dolphins dub. And I remember it was about halfway through overtime, and my wife's uncle is a Dolphins fan and happened to, to find it on TV and put it on. And I came screaming, sitting down, and we're watching the game together. And it was a lot of fun. Uh, so those two games, the Chargers Week 10 and the Bills Week 16 win from that playoff campaign also stuck with me as well. 2017, this was, of course, the uh, the lost year of Dolphins football as it pertained to the quarterback position, and we had the Jay Cutler, Matt Moore, David Fales experience prefer not to to think too hard about it and, and I'm not going to honor or recognize any of the games from this 6 and 10 campaign. Uh it was just a season that despite the fact that you started 4 and 2, uh you beat the Chargers in week 1 on the missed field goal uh at the the end of regulation to steal a win against the Chargers and then you had the wins against the Titans, Falcons and Jets. Then you on Thursday night lose 40 to nothing to Baltimore, and it's kind of this sobering reality. And then you rip off four more losses in a row, and you're four and seven. No, there's no need to acknowledge any of it other than that. Uh, shout out to the Dolphins offense for turnovers, though. Uh, 29 turnovers that year on offense. Here are the turnovers by week, and I just want to give this its proper due before we move on and get into some more favorite games because we have two favorite wins from 2018. Zero. Two, one, two, one, two, two, one, one, five, three, three, zero, three, two, one. The Jay Cutler, David Fails, Matt Moore experience. And I love Matt Moore, just like Tyreek Hill. But that was rough. That was a rough year. 2018, also a rough season, but for the emotional torment that came with it, you start the year 3-0, and then you're 4-2, and suddenly you're 5-6, and then you win a couple in a row, you go to 6-6 and and 7-6. and um, The Bears game week six, the overtime win, uh, was a very memorable one for me to watch as well. Miami scoring. Uh, relentlessly on explosive plays to make this thing a game. The, the Bears were up 21 to 10 in the third quarter, halfway through. Miami gets stood up in the red zone. Uh, they have to kick a field goal. Um, then Albert Wilson did Albert Wilson, like prime Albert Wilson thing. He had the 43-yard touchdown catch and run uh, from Brock Osweiler to tie the game. The Bears, with three minutes left, Score a 29-yard touchdown pass from Trubisky to Anthony Miller. They go up seven. The next play from, like, the next play from, is 316 uh, seconds later, the Dolphins go 75 yards on an Albert Wilson catch and run. And then in overtime with zero seconds left in overtime, despite the fact that they tried to give the game away late, uh, I believe somebody fumbled down in the red zone and they recovered the ball. And it, it almost took the points off the board. Uh, but Jason Sanders kicked a 47-yard field goal. Uh, with no time left in regulation to push the Dolphins to four and two. Memorable win. But not as memorable, of course, as the Miami Miracle, which is the second game from 2018. 
That game, of course, pushed the Dolphins to 7-6 and six before they lost their final three games of the season in demoralizing fashion. Uh, offensive yardage, 193-183-225, while scoring 17-7-17, and 17, while giving up 41-17-42, and 42, uh, to eventually have Adam Gase relieved of his duties as the head coach of the football team. But, regardless... The Miami miracle, of course, was the high point of this season. Uh, it really energized you for a potential push across the back half of December to, to maybe make some noise. Of course, that didn't happen. Um, but anytime you win a game in the kind of fashion that the Dolphins won that football game, it's going to stick with you uh, as that game stuck with me and so many of you as well, which leaves us with one, two, three, four. Five to go. So we have 10 games through eight years, which means we've got five games over the next two years. So this is this last three years. There's three years. Again, not a math guy, uh, but six games across the last three years. It's been a good stretch of Dolphins football for memorable football games. Um, it's also a good stretch anytime you you infuse some Built Bar into your day. Built Bar is a protein bar. It tastes like a candy bar. These things are high in protein, high in fiber, low in calories, low in sugar. They have 100% chocolate on all of their bars. And right now, you can visit Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15 to save 15% off your next order. That is Built.com, promo code LOCK15 to save 15% off your next order. The world's most delicious protein bar. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 2019, first instinct was to gloss right over it. Uh, there's a couple games that I had a lot of fun watching in here. That Eagles game was a lot of fun. Uh, the Colts win was stressful. The Bengals game was stressful uh, for a lot of different reasons between the the draft implications and the Dolphins going up big in that game. And then you're excited that they're going to win. And then the Bengals come all the way back and force overtime. And they say, well, maybe you should just lose it and, and see what happens week 17. No, none of that happened. Uh, Dolphins won that football game in overtime. They had 502 yards of offense, 406 passing yards, 38 points scored. Fun game, all things considered. Uh, but in the lexicon of Dolphins wins, it was the late win against New England in Foxborough week 17 to knock the Patriots out of a, a postseason bye, having them play the Titans in the first round of the playoffs and get stomped by Tennessee, kind of like playing that role in the split between Tom Brady and Bill Belichick and ending that tenure of Patriots dominance, the AFC East, and knowing that the Dolphins had like a small piece of that history by how they beat New England in Foxborough with a postseason buy on the line week 17. That's tough to beat. That's that was the one game that stuck with me. And of course that that created all of this energy and momentum going into the following offseason in which the Dolphins would then go on to win uh 
19 games over the next two seasons, not without its ups and downs, not without its trials and tribulations, not without its weak points, not without its frustrations for us as fans. Um, but just knowing what that win would catapult you to over the next two years, as far as wins and losses goes, uh, really helped sell it to me. In 2020, the Dolphins go 10 and six, missed the playoffs with the uh, late season, the week 17 loss to the Buffalo Bills. Uh, but this, this season had three of my favorite Dolphins wins over the last 10 years. The first one being the Rams game. And the reason why it was, it was the Rams game was because it was my first game at Hard Rock Stadium to watch the Dolphins play. I'd been to Hard Rock to see the Canes play for college scouting for the Draft Network, but I had not been there to watch the Dolphins play. Every other time, I mean, remember, I'm a Northeast guy. I'd seen him in Philly. I'd seen him in Cleveland. Um, but getting a chance to see them in Miami, this was the first time. And they won that game 28-17. to 17. They had 145 yards of offense. The Rams had 471 yards of offense, but a lot of that was garbage time. Dolphins playing soft because they had a defensive touchdown. They had an offensive touchdown that was set up by another defensive turnover. They had a special teams touchdown. And it was like this total team victory that just made it like a really unique game, like a really unique dominant performance against Jared Goff and the Rams um, that really made it a fun first experience for me at Hard Rock Stadium. The following week, I remember I was at home. The uh, Cardinals went or hosted the Dolphins, and Miami won this game on a late field goal. Uh, and then Arizona missed a tying field goal at the end of regulation. And this game was really stuck with me too because obviously it was a strong performance from Tua Tagovailoa. You scored 34 points offensively. It was Tua's second start. Uh, it was this battle with Kyler Murray. Murray was unstoppable. The Cardinals had 26 first downs in the game, and they really got after you. Uh, and you were chasing the game, chasing the game, chasing the game the entire way, and then you throw the touchdown pass to Mac Collins. Uh, to put you in a position to win the football game. And uh, that, obviously having a rookie quarterback starting his second career game and having that kind of performance creates a lot of enthusiasm for what could be. And, and whether or not Tua eventually realizes that potential or not, we'll find out. Uh, but it made it a very memorable game for me because you're sitting here thinking, man, like, is he going to do this every week? Because this was this was magical stuff that he did in that showcase against Arizona. Uh, and then you also had the Raiders game, which I don't think should be a surprise to, to anybody that the Raiders game was on this list. Uh, the Fitz Christmas miracle week 16 uh, face mask ripped off his heads backwards. He completes the pass to Matt Collins gets the extra 15. The dolphins snatch victory from the jaws of defeat. And what was a very back and forth final what, six minutes of regulation? Uh, just a really fun football game. Of course, it, it, it would have been heartbreaking. And you're sitting here watching the Raiders bleed down the clock to kick a field goal to take the lead. And it's like, what a gut punch for the season the Dolphins had when they started one and three and they came roaring all the way back. And, um, you know, you got to play the Bills the following week. And it's like, man, what a tough way to, to have this season kind of cut off the chase. And, and it was even more tough the following week because once that happened, you're like, man, like the Dolphins are so owed this kind of season. Like they're, it's, they're so due 
And us as fans, like, we're going to get our dues eventually, uh, and it will make it very sweet when that that happens. But you thought it was coming then because that that Raiders game, the end of it was so magical, and that game really will stick with me for a long time. And then 2021, uh, two games that I was at, uh, Baltimore. What was that? That was Thursday night football? Thursday night football, right? Um. Uh, just the, knowing how Miami had always struggled with Baltimore and then Lamar Jackson comes in and the, the Dolphins are kind of reeling and they managed to, to eke out a win against Houston with Brissett the following the previous Sunday and Baltimore's coming in and their record's strong at the time. And of course, injuries took their toll on the Ravens and they fell apart down the stretch and they finished eight and nine. But just the defensive dominance, the double birds, FU mentality that Miami's defense brought in that stretch uh, of play and just how Baltimore was so desperate to find any answers for blitz zero and couldn't find them um, was the most, I think out of, out of all the games that I've ever been to across all levels of football, probably the most dominant unit performance I've seen ever. And that was what makes that game, obviously, aside of being there and having a couple of my personal friends with me there as well, uh, such a memorable game. And then I was also at the Week 18 game this year where the Dolphins won against the New England Patriots, and they jumped on top early with the Xavier Howard pick six and the opening script for the Dolphins that had a ton of, ton of touches for Jalen Waddle to get him the rookie record and had a chance to sit in the, the radio box with Jason Taylor for the first half of the game. And, and he was very gracious to share that space with me and kind of let him uh, let me partake in him calling the game on the call um, for the first half of the football game. And just so many different reasons why that's a game that I will hold near and dear to my heart. And then obviously when you're one and seven and you win that game to go nine and eight, have a winning season, your second consecutive winning season for the first time in 20 years. Um, you think about what that catapult and springboard can look like. And amidst the the coaching and personnel changes that you've made, if it has the same springboard effect as what, the 2019 win against New England had, then we're going to have ourselves a really fun season this season. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Uh, this is obviously a little bit more, a little bit less analytical, a little bit more fan oriented from, from yours truly and my story of being a Dolphins fan. And, and um, but this is the time of year that we get to do some of this kind of stuff and have a little bit of fun. So I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, thanks for checking out Locked On Dolphins. Fins up your team every day here on the Locked On Network. We don't just say it, we live it. So make sure you hit subscribe, come back, see me again tomorrow. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.